0: The Pit Inps Podcast is brought to you this week and every week by the Brainstorm Brewery. Hello and welcome to the Pit Inps Podcast, episode 9-9. Nine, nine. I'm your host, Angelo. Uh, I'm back this week with brother Ryan. What up, what up? And Will cannot make it this week. His new job that he bragged about like crazy last week, um, kind of screwed him this week and scheduled him to work tonight. So yeah, no Will. Um, but we got Ryan back. So all's good. Cool. Sex Panther in the house.
1: What kept you away last week? That's what's up. Oh man, just some shit, dude. So.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Worlds was last week, so that was yeah. like a five-day-long tournament. So don't expect us to cover SCG because uh, Worlds, duh. Yeah. Day one, we had 24 competitors show up. Just 24. 24. Um, of the
1: best. Yeah, it's <laughs> 24. 24, but this is not 24 you walk into a room and
0: Yeah, this is not Friday night magic. No. This is the ultimate Friday night magic. Yeah. <laughs> like the 24 best players in the world show up to duel some shit around and uh they started the day doing vintage masters? And I know what you're saying, that's a digital form No, no, no. They actually like made packs on Magic Online and then went and collected the cards. And those were the packs that they gave the players.
1: It was awesome. Uh, Raptor got a mox pretty sweet
0: yeah kind of cool uh,
1: some shenanigans
0: <laughs> i it was kind of weird though uh, i who was it stanislav sivka i guess spilled his drink on his cards
1: oh no yeah <laughs> uh even in his profile pic he looks like oops like he just looks like he's some up to some trouble
0: yeah I fucked up. <laughs> um, sorry about that uh so there was that and then um Then they went into Modern after the quick three rounds of Vintage Masters, which, that's cool, man. Like, I'm sorry. That's every reason right there to actually qualify for this. Like, oh, i to go play Vintage Masters with paper?
1: The one format I didn't get to see a lot of, man, I was kind of upset I missed that portion of the coverage. Kind of shitty, but...
0: I mean, you didn't really miss too much. If I know you don't play Magic Online, so you've never really gotten to see this drafted, probably.
1: Oh, yeah, I've seen, I watched The League and everything. Oh okay. Streaming. Yeah, with Bueller.
0: Well that's the vintage thing. thing. He was, I was yeah, yeah. So, that's I mean, const- I,
1: yeah, no. yeah, that's constructed. I mean so I've seen some vintage. i mean, you know, I've been Yeah, but you haven't seen
0: the Vintage like, Masters drafts and how no, but no, they're but not really deep. To be real honest, like, you know, there's like six legit archetypes, and you just get into one of them and, you will know, do well. It's,
1: eh. Yeah, but- is me, or is it like, it doesn't seem like there's much competition either across archetypes. I could be wrong, but... No, no, I mean... That's I got, it was like, you could go into, if you get what you want early, you're going to be pretty open for it.
0: Well, it's kind of like how Modern Masters was, where it's not as hard to read your opponent's... Like, there, there are telltale signs when you're drafting, like, oh, okay, you know, I'm on my fourth pick and I'm not seeing any goblins. So obviously the goblin deck's gone. Like, let's not even go that way, let's move into this. You know, so like, there, there are some telltale signs where it's just like, oh, okay, I need to get out of this, or I'm the guy in this, and, but it's... I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. There's not a lot of competition there can be. The thing is, like, each archetype, if you get it, is good. So if you read your opponent and go, all right, he's in this deck, I'm just going to take this one, you're going to do just as well with that one if you play well. So that's kind of why there is less competition, because it is easy to read, you know? If you, you sat down and did a Modern Masters, I'm assuming, and, like, you'd sit down and you'd be like, hmm... In two packs, I haven't seen an Esperzoa, Ah, uh, I'm not getting the artifact deck, you know. So you're just like, all right, so I got a little bit of blue. Um, I'm gonna go storm, you know, because I am seeing some red cards coming around, and you just make the quick switch on the fly. That's the only reason there isn't that much uh, competition, but eh. It's still good. But then uh modern broke and yeah. apparently they broke modern is the words that are going around. I'm I'm still not sold.
1: Well the the words uh the tweet that came out of Sam Black's mouth was I think they broke it. Something, you know.
0: Yeah, but I mean. Exact
1: like that. They essentially, Josh Shudder in, I, I don't know, this, stuff like this has been floating around on MTGO. Again, I'm not one of those guys who's like, the pros don't do it. Like it's theirs. Like this, people have been working on these. We've seen them drop in the mana dorks, like, uh, Noble Hierarch, Birds of Paradise. Those have been going to the wayside. And, and we've seen that in standard with the, with the Jeskai Ascendancy combo decks. Trim up the colors. That's what they did in modern. Just red, white, blue. And, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, it kind of became... Um, the Just Guys combo now uses, uh in modern, uses Fairy Conclave and Fate Stitcher. Yeah. For their, basically, to go off, so they don't need the mana dorks anymore, because, hey, the Fairy Conclave, once you activate that, it's a creature, and it can still top-tap for mana, so, yeah, it works. Um, that's your mana dork, basically.
1: Yeah. And, it, hey,
0: by the way, it does fly and can kill you.
1: And speaking of flying, you fly through this deck, man. The spell's in here... All lean, low to the ground, like, oh man, can we go over Tom Martell's list?
0: Uh, I don't care. Martels or Palo's? I don't care. Well, they
1: about. all played the same thing. I think they tested and stuff together.
0: Okay, go ahead. Other
1: latent and stuff. So they were all on this, this thing. So. I have
0: so many fate stitchers. It is
1: unreal. Send me some. I'll pay you for them.
0: you going to give me nine a pop for them? I was
1: going to order them on eBay later tonight. So. I
0: will go look for them and I will get back to you as soon as this is over. Cool. Actually, while you're going over this, go over this deck. I'll be back. I'll go find out. <laughs> I, Cause I have to have like 30 of these.
1: Oh, alright. <laughs> One man show here, one man show. What up, what up? Uh, so, four fucking fate stitchers. This guy is the, uh, so, I don't even know what set he's from. Three and a blue. He's a zombie wizard, uh, that says, tap, you may tap or untap another target permanent. He also has unearth. That's pretty key. You'll see why in a second. So unearth or blue. I guess that's a mechanic that return this card from your graveyard to play. It gains haste. Remove it from the game at the end of turn, or if it would leave play. Um, unearth only as a sorcery. So, um, a bunch of real cheap spells. 21 instance, four thought scour, four is it charm, four dig through time, three lightning bolt, three path to exile, and three remand. Uh, dig through time. You know obviously, Delves, so you're getting that at a you know just discount and in this deck, you hit it real easily for two blue I saw it all um all coverage going off I um, just real easy two blue mana um nine sorceries he's got four serum visions, four get probe, and a treasure cruise. treasure cruise all aboard, motherfuckers, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's sweet man. I love the the five delve cells um they're really easy to hit.
0: Yes. Yeah, they went to a lot more of a blue deck. For it's, sure. You know, and then, yeah, four just-types. They're not just cute at all. Um, I, By the way, I went and looked, and I didn't bother getting into my boxes, but in Sleeved in my Shards of Alara Binder, there are four of them. Sweet. So, yeah, we can work something out after this. We can work it out. Uh,
1: Just-sky Ascendancy, that, I'm telling you, when you go off this deck, we'll hit for, you know, 16, 17 damage out of nowhere. Did it all weekend, so.
0: Sweet. It is, uh, you know... Because there is only twenty four players, it is a it's not a good representation of the full field. Fair uh, that that is the one thing I will caution people against when they say, "Oh my God, this deck is just endless." It, it, you know,
1: to be odd, toss to also be fair played against like every deck pretty much was represented. I felt as far as modern went. I, I
0: suppose it seemed like there was a lot of scape shift. Yeah, I mean it. Sean McLaurin, he ran this crazy, like... A- he
1: runs, he always, this is his shit, yeah. yeah I'm
0: going to play Supreme Verdicts in a bunch of instants. It, it's not a bad control deck, but, you know, it is what it is. Marcel, yeah. he had this deck, uh, yeah, with the Stitcher deck. Yeah,
1: and the Fairy Conclave, that was the land's note. Do we want to touch his sideboard, or...? Go ahead, man. Pretty sweet. Three hair and tear. The card was huge, this tournament. Uh, I think so. Iona, Shield of ameria She's fucking sweet. Uh, um, one Pack of Negation. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good. Three gifts ungiven. One Elish Norn. One deprive. One unburial rites. Two swan song and two timely reinforcements. Cards been popping up last basis. So I guess if you're running white.
0: Yeah, poor Lars Dam. I mean, he was still going with the old version of Just Guy Ascendancy.
1: Yeah, he was uh not up to speed. Not up to speed over there.
0: Friend, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. there's three scape shift decks at least of the 24. We have four Just Guy Ascendancy decks. I mean,
1: Furling Pod, obviously.
0: I, I've only seen like one or two pods.
1: Jacob Wilson, a and lot of blue red, red pod, yeah,
0: um, a lot of mono red. Even it, it just the Goblin Electromancer deck.
1: Yeah, the Storm deck.
0: Yeah. I mean, a couple of those. It just,
1: I don't yeah, know. We though, and we, redo. and, uh, Huey, man, they love their fucking, they love their great shot. They, they, they play this all the time in modern. Yeah, uh, they
0: do like the Storm. Well, once you get good with the deck, you're better off. And that was the weird thing with this, like, no one really tried to metagame each other, it seemed like. It seemed like, everyone was That's just like, I'm good with, good with at. this
1: deck. I'm just gonna yep. play it. And, Jeremy Dazzani brought Scapeshift. He's been known to run that and, pop, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, I mean, none of these lists surprise me, really, at all. Yuya has Goif, That Yuya plays Goif. <laughs> Whenever
0: Yuya can play Goif.
1: Yeah, it it's I, this is nothing there's nothing here that's like i mean unusual reed soul is running delver and modern that's his thing you know young pyromancer that's his card you know monastery swiss fear no i one's surprised by by monastery swiss fear and reed list yeah this is all pretty much to expect that's a good point man no one really met a game they just no
0: and last not year that they know and last year it was clearly like shahar metagame. you could tell he did like he had deck that was like wait a second this is a little different and he had certain sideboard cards that was specifically for it and you're not seeing it as much in the modern so i mean that's cool maybe they just didn't put as much time into testing modern as they did uh standard and drafting vintage masters and stuff so i mean that's cool um day two ends up coming along uh and they played standard and what was it concealed yeah okay yeah concealed um we had some cool decks I suppose in standard. I mean, they're the decks we expect.
1: Well, it was interesting. So D C Whips seemed to be the breakout thing. I mean yeah, no, think no. That... last
0: week it kinda it broke out. I mean you weren't here last week, so that's fair, but yeah, it
1: it was huge here. Um yeah, and I think they they commented on it all week, and that it seemed that the guys that went the deepest in the mid range matchup, like the more fucking over the top you went, the better off you were for the standard portion of this. Yeah, it was like he it. has it,
0: more hornet queens.
1: Yeah, I mean whips. Every, I mean. Yeah, I mean, there was there was some sweet decks. Sam Black's deck caught a lot of attention, and then people ended up running this at the World Cup. Same with Yuya. Yuya ran a, uh, Yuya ran a Just Guy tokens list. Sam Black ran a Red White tokens list. Both of those seemed to pick up, and people ended up running those at the World Cup. Um,
0: yeah, I did like Sam Black's uh, Red White tokens. I'm going to go over this real quick. It's uh two Chandra Pyromancer, four uh Hordling Outbursts, four Chain to the Rocks, four Monastery Swiftspear, four C- of the way, three helioids pilgrim, three idle on of countless battles, and four wingmate rocks, two lightning strike, three raise the alarm, three stoke of the flames. Um, I, I mean, I
1: like it. Two evolving wilds of note. <laughs> why? Can I ask why evolving wilds over a fucking vegland or? Um. All right, no, there's not a blue white vegland, so never mind. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, there's. Yeah, there's no red
1: white one. So. Yeah, red white. Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah evolving is. wilds is good. So the man of confluence the one of that's sweet. This list is fun, man. It's just straightforward. Very feature face, and that's what he did a lot of.
0: I, I love how Helioid's pilgrims there to get chained to the rocks. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just there for chained to the rocks. That's it.
1: It's Stoneforge mystic light, man.
0: It's just there for chained to the rocks. Um, Chapin was on the Abzan mid range. Shocker.
1: Well, you know what? Can he get with uh Heliod's Pilgrim? Can oh uh, no, it's got to be an Aura, so he can't get the Idol on Countless Saddles. Actually, he can. Also, so? It's an uh, enchantment creature.
0: Um, when it is, if you cast this card for bestow cost, it's an Aura spell. No, I don't know, can you or not? Right? Uh, because I know it is an Aura when once it it's cast, so like you can yeah, destroy, but- it with destroy target Auras, but I don't know.
1: It says, search your library for an Aura card, reveal it, put it in your hand, and I don't think Eidolon's not an Aura, but the Bestow ability...
0: turns it into one. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, again, Chapin, big surprise, he was on Abzan Midrange. I mean, it's basically the same deck he played in uh uh the PC he won, which was Block, but he added cards like Siege Rhino and Windmate Rock. I'm not yeah. joking, quite literally, that's what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll rock. I I felt so bad for him in the finals, man. i never seen him tilt like he did.
0: Yeah, I mean, he wanted this. Um, I'm I, doing I did like Festa, the, after game one. I did like the Anifenza, and way to foreshadow uh, that, by the way. Remember, this is a pro tour, dude. We, we try ah. this differently. Um, the Anifenza <laughs> yeah, is sick. very good against the DC whip, which is becoming more and more popular. So expect to see a lot more Anifenza showing up. Um, is was all just on. good
1: against other mid-range decks, too? I mean, it just takes your other creatures.
0: It's good it's whenever like, you see a whip.
1: Yeah, that's true also. Everyone is running whip now also. Whenever
0: you see a whip, it's good against whip because, you know, you you don't have to run the whip at that point. You can say I'm just gonna run Anofenza, and they're yep. not gonna have nothing to whip back. True. So I mean I, I like that. Turn three on Anafenza is quicker than turn four for the whip, so
1: makes it yeah. good.
0: Uh is playing blue black control again, big shocker there. Yes.
1: Yeah, really, you don't say
0: P V Sidisi whip, um he had Ashiok's main. I heard a lot of people complain that they would put them all on the side after. Well, Willie Edel, but that's um, well, <laughs> Shinhard. <laughs> said the same thing. Uh, well, he, he ran them a lot. It, and- he would rather have rather had them uh, in the side and brought them in. Yeah, they won him
1: so many games, though.
0: Oh, they did. They did. Um, let's see. Our next competitor here would be Lars Dam. He's on Just Guy Control. Um, Just Sky Control? Yeah, but I guess there's no... Long, yeah, there's no crazy combo or anything in there. It's another form of just guys.
1: Sweet. damn man. This is this is uh, online. He's an online guy. This is I would expect to see this list online, you know, for Nick's Fleece, Ram, Main. Yeah. Just some different stuff. Jace's Ingenuity.
0: And those Nick's Fleece came in handy when he got to play against Journey Dazani with his mono-red aggro deck. Sure. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's not even worth going over. Reed Duke was playing uh the Black-Green Constellation, which he has been running recently, I believe. Him
1: and... Um, him and... Fuck, Owen. Yeah. Uh, they were on this list, and both went undefeated with it. It was, yeah. man, I, I'm playing this list right now, actually, as a matter of fact. I I think it's fucking great. I love um, Black Green Constellation. I'm a huge fan of it. Dude,
0: so. Owen runs this thing like a fucking, uh, it's a piece of beauty when you watch Owen run this thing. Yeah. We'll get into that a little later. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> Willie Edel, Sadisi Whip, um... Uh, yeah, it's what you expect, you know. Three whips. Yeah. Uh, I believe he said he would. He wanted a fourth. Uh. Shocker. Why not? <laughs> yeah, like, eh, three doesn't work. I've been flock. Um, you need,
1: you need, uh, whip it sound effects, man. No, nah, nah. this
0: is a it. classy podcast. This ain't that other thing you do. Uh, I've been flock, blue, black control, uh, Yuki Ichikawa, he was on Abzan whip. Uh,
1: yeah. I like the whip
0: mainboard. I, I do. I like Yuki. This is
1: something, <laughs> uh, this showed up big at the SEG event this weekend. This Abzan whip, Abzan reanimator, whatever they're calling it. Uh, shout out Matt Hoover from Cast Exile. He's been, we've, Went over this deck the other week, he's been talking, he's been running, uh, Abzan Reanimator. It's sweet, man, it feels good to whip back Seed Rhinos. I'm I telling you man, I, I like the... I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Abzan-Whip is better than Cdc whip
0: Okay. Um. I don't know. Uh. not I, know. Yeah, I don't know. William Jensen, he was on – Uh. well, he was on black-green. Reed Duke was on black-green. He's on black-green. I said, okay, good. Ralph Levy, Mono Red. Again, you know, they, they came in teams. Sidisi-Whip, Sean McLaurin, Abzan mid-range. I mean, it, it's exactly what you expect. Ray Perez Jr., Abzan mid-range. I just wanted to bring that up. He's part of the family. More Abzan, more Sidisi, more Jess Guy. Hey, Mardu tokens, all the way down with Namsung Wook. First Mardu deck. Nice. Only Mardu deck. I would have liked to see more Mardu. I like Mardu.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's good. Again, like, these guys have been playing these decks for a while, for the most part. Like, Owen, they've been on the screen back. I
0: I mean, and I've said it in the past about Mardu. Like I I wouldn't expect to win the tournament with it, but I don't think it has terrible matchups against anything. Yeah, like it, it's just like that perfect in the middle deck where it's like if I get, if I run a little hot and I play well, I can do great in this tournament.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really actually. Fairly well positioned against all these Hornet Queens because you do have the option of bringing in. You get both uh Drown in Sorrow and Anger of the Gods.
0: Yeah, and uh Lightning Strike. Is that the one that I'm talking about? Not Frackling. Lightning Strike. uh Arc Lightning or whatever. Crackling Doom?
1: No, no. And no, Arc no. Lightning. Yeah, the yeah. one that you can split the damage up.
0: Right, you know, kill uh, Hordling Outbursts for, the, for one card, you know. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, Arc Lightning. I mean, like, I I like, the removal in this is where, what makes, what draws me to is the fact that it's like, I can run four Crackling Dunes. I like Crackling Dunes.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you get Anger and Hostilities and Drown and Sorrow. You get all the sweepers in the game Mm -hmm. if you want.
0: Yeah, I mean. And you can run Whip at this, too, if you want to get that crazy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can
1: That's that's true. (laughs) That is true. Um, Shit. Yeah, that's a fair point. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean,
0: you're not getting siege riders. You're getting, you know, uh well, his list is the
1: uh, you get demons and shit. Yeah, but. you
0: get demons and storm breath dragons and things like that. Whipping back a storm breath dragon seems like it could be fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you could also whip back a uh, wingmate rock, and you get to keep a token.
0: Yeah, there's for, that
1: post combat. I mean, there's just,
0: tricks. Yeah, there's yeah. tricks that can be done with it, and, you know, Rabble Master will leave a token if you whip him back, so, mm-hmm. Is that great? No, but it is a little bit of value. I yeah. can't get But that. It, do,
1: it, it does seem like Sadisi Whip was the, uh, choice, uh, weapon of choice for the most part. Just
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, seems to be hands down the most popular way to go, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a ton of fun, dude. I mean, let's not lie, you gain a lot of life, you, <laughs> When oh, yeah. you go through seven or eight Hornet Queens.
1: Yeah, that, and that happens.
0: You feel good, man.
1: There was a guy, there was a match at one point he had to take his opponent, his opponent ultimated a Johnny for the hundred. Yeah. It was like a hundred something life and he had to.
0: And yeah. Got his
1: way it. through it. So, crazy. Was that Owen? Was that a match with, with Owen? I'm not sure. Right. I remember, but yeah.
0: Well, our top four ended up breaking down. They don't go to top eight in this because of how little players there are. Our top four ended up breaking down. Shahar Shanhar, Patrick Chapin, Yuyu Watanabe, and Kentaro Yamamoto. Um, Shahar beats Yuya, who went in as the number one seed. Um, 3-1. Yes, they play five rounds in this, and that's great. Patrick Chapin won a very quick 3-0 against Kentaro Yamamoto. And when I say very quick, I mean very fucking quick. Like half hour, three games, done. Yep. I-, I don't know how Abzan mid-range wins that quick, but it did. It's
1: highlighted uh, by Patrick Chapin.
0: Uh, fair. Um, And then in the finals, uh, we had Shahar defending, reigning, defending, champion of the world versus the called shot the man who said look i'm here to win the world championship i don't care about winning this pro tour i just wanted to qualify for the world champs because i'm gonna win it And he makes it to the finals and then he loses 3-0 to shahar shenhar
1: Guy he beat earlier in the day 2-0.
0: Yep. Uh, Shars, Brain Trust, cause they did get together, you know, and they went over, okay, this is what you do against this matchup, this is what you do against that, you know, kinda looking over things. Their Brain Trust must have came up with some really good answers to beat Patrick, um, and I don't think it was. I think luck lucky the draw. I
1: don't, I don't, yeah, here's how I see it. So this Abzan range deck, it's a lot like, man, do you remember the Jun deck from Last Standard? Yes. I mean it, it had game against everything. It was a tier one deck. It could beat anything. But you had those draw like you had to draw right. If you had you had those games where you could draw these hands that would just do absolutely nothing in the matchup you're you're in. And right. he just yeah. He didn't draw those hands. He drew a lot of slow, clunky, removal-filled hands when he needed to get out early foot against the whip deck and, and be on the, uh, you know, the beat yeah. downs.
0: And, like, game one, he it doesn't have the best matchup. Just plain to say, it just does not have the
1: best So, no, yeah, it's got no main deck, really, ways to deal with whip. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bitch game so, one. So, like, That's-
0: you just expected him to lose game one. Like, that was just, okay, he'll lose game one. But after that, he should be just fine. He'll be on the play, you know, so he'll be all right. And it just, it never came together. It, it was, I, you know, like you said, I mean, he took his tie off. Like, he was sweating And it was just, it was not like Patrick Chapin.
1: No, he was he was tilted.
0: <clears throat> um, I feel bad for him. I know you really wanted this, but sometimes when you want something too much, you get a little crazy.
1: Yeah, you, you outthink yourself. Yeah. I think that maybe I wa- I do want to point something out, man. It's this Shahar. He's this Shinhar. I'm sorry. Yeah. Shahar Shinhar. Young kid, man. This Shinhar and two. Dude, I just I I gotta say that. The class, he he exemplifies, like, just class, dude. The way he handled this, he has, he really did show that he had the utmost respect for Chapin. In fact, what the funniest thing of the match afterwards that I was talking to someone about this yesterday was, he just, after the match, he starts putting his stuff up. Chapin literally has to tell him, and you can hear this, Chapin says, dude, it's, it's okay, smile, celebrate. And then you see, you see Shinhar look up over the table and just crack this big grin, and then Hagon goes, there's that smile, like, he just, you know, he no fist pumps, anything. He really just casually swept his cards up. And Rashad started putting some. I was like, man, that is classy as shit. Like, you know, not that it would be wrong if he were fist bumping or. Oh so no, like,
0: yeah, at that point, but, do what you want. But I mean, he he handled it the way. Like a boss. Yeah, like, you know how, like, when you're coaching football, you tell your kids when they score a touchdown, just give the ball to the referee and act like you've been there before. He acted like he had been there before. And he has, don't get me wrong, but nobody's ever won two Worlds. As a matter of fact, going into this finals, nobody at Worlds has ever gone to two finals. Let alone back-to-back back finals. Yeah, and we, Chapin, and we had two
1: guys. We had two yeah. guys in the top four that were uh, in their
0: second finals of worlds. And it's ne- and um And Chapin's lost twice now.
1: Well uh Yuya if Yuya won, he'd have been the first player. No one's won world twice. Shahar. Yeah. And it was crazy that we had two worlds winners in the top four of this. So we had a 50-50 chance of somebody, you know, re, you know, getting a second world championship, which hasn't happened yet. I guess since they started doing the world championships or whatever. Right. But
0: here's something crazy. Yeah. Here's a thought to think about. Grand Prix Top H21, Pro Tour Top H3, Lifetime Pro Points, 404, Lifetime Learnings, $239,975. This person is not in the Hall of Fame. Why? He doesn't have the years in yet. Yuya Watanabe is amazing, dude.
1: (laughs) Yuya will get the first... uh, The first first ballot.
0: No questions asked. He has 400 Lifetime Points. Like This isn't even a question at this point, but that's insane. It's pretty amazing. He's not in only because he doesn't have enough years in yet. And his resume looks as good as the best Hall of Famers there are. I mean, it's crazy to say that, I mean, he's a seven-time GP winner. That's insane. He's a Players' Championship winner. He was the player of the year 2009, 2011, and 2012, right? But somehow, as sick as it is, he's kind of underrated because he's not American.
1: How is PV PVs younger than him and in the Hall of Fame? How is Yuya not in the Hall of Fame
0: yet? Uh, Yuya's pro tour debut uh was Pro Tour Yokohama in 2007. Uh and you have to have 10 years on the tour. He's got 3 more years before he can get how in. How did
1: PV have 10 years on the tour? What did he start playing on the tour when he was like
0: 12? Um, it's possible, I suppose. Uh yeah, well he had to have started playing earlier than him. I mean that's just the fact. Like, Let me look it up real quick, and I will get that for you. Uh, pro tour debut 2003 World Championships. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he started playing with he was 12. I don't know.
1: <laughs> but like crazy. he only has the 429, guys don't count. It's like 23, 24.
0: Right. He only has 429 lifetime pro points, and he has that many more years than Yuya. Dude, that is sick. Like, literally, he's probably, Duya's probably slightly... Underappreciated as a magic player, like people don't sit, talk about. He's him.
1: my favorite magic player. Him and Patrick Chapin. I say, dude, I'm. I'm yeah, always... People
0: don't talk about him like they talk about LV. Uh. Like they talk about even the Ben Starks of Apollos, even. Like th- th- he's not in that realm. And these people yet,
1: write articles, and stuff. right?
0: But, yeah, and that's what I mean. It's because he's not over here that he doesn't have quite that reputation that he should have. Like, dude, this dude is. I mean, he's a
1: great white when he shows up on. Over here, he's like a great white. He just eats the fucking competition, shits it out, and goes back to Japan. Man,
0: that's yeah, crazy. The the fucking
1: shark. shark. He, he's the best <laughs>
0: player of our time, probably. Easily. I think people were just overlooking it. Easily. I mean, yeah, LSV had a good year in there. Hell, even uh, and Yamamoto. Brad Nelson also won. You know, he won Player of the Year in two thousand ten. So it's like the one year Yuya didn't win it, it was Brad Nelson, um, and that was a bad year for Yuya,
1: actually. Hey, Brad Nelson got second place this weekend at SCG. Uh Uh-huh. That's cool. So Apparently, actually, Jerry T scooped him into Ah, Yeah, he did.
0: I I saw that. I'm like, that's funny,
1: dude. They're such bros, man. Such bro love.
0: I I feel you. So what we had was the World Magic Cup as well. Yeah. United States finally makes one. Finally makes a top eight
1: yeah dude how many uh how long has it been since uh the u s has top hated this thing
0: they never have this is only the third year of its existence
1: and they've never top aided
0: never top hated wow yeah so I mean well, I it, can see why
1: man these are some super teams from all over the world like look at these these rosters are insane some of them are yeah I mean not all of them, but some of them are insane like
0: and dude the u s should in all intents and purposes they probably shouldn't have made the top eight going into the last round of, uh, unified standard play. And for those who don't understand what unified standard is, is you can play four copies of any card in standard between the teams. So if it's me, Ryan and Will on the team and Ryan takes four coursers, I can't run any coursers. Will can't run any coursers. Cool. Got it. Good. Um, but during the last round of unified standard, uh, the last three rounds, you know, the last set. The pod they was in, it was like they had one good matchup, and that was against Mexico. Like, the Slovak Republic was not a great matchup for them, and Russia was like a nightmare. And they ended up 3-0 in that pod to make it into the top eight. And their game against uh, the Republic was crazy. Like, they have, like, three minutes when both players say, yeah, I'll keep and Owen plays, uh, Black Green Devotion, or the Black Green Constellation deck, so quickly, he was eight and so flawlessly. He yeah. beat his opponent.
1: Like, with like three mana
0: left they didn't make it to turns
1: it was amazing bro it was amazing
0: it was just so fast i mean like they like called for turns and the dude looked down and put out his hand because he knew he was dead dude was... i would
1: not uh i do want to say too i would not fuck with uh the slovak republic either their team was no joke and they got no. the hulk you see the fucking hulk yeah on yeah. their team
0: dude with his anti-america shirt on it was insane so he had an anti-america shirt on don't you know, see it the america with the crossbones in it <laughs>
1: I didn't know that had to like was anti American or
0: Crossbones on an American flag, man.
1: I don't know what that means. It's whatever.
0: Can't be good. Anyway, um <laughs> uh, our top eight broke down as such. Denmark, Greece, England, United States, South Korea, Serbia, Slovak Republic, and Team Brazil. Uh team...
1: Greece. <laughs> yeah. How they make you know, they uh if had they to win, win to make day two. Mm-hmm. They had to win the last uh match of the day to make day two even. And uh, they had to get another nice ring together day, two to make the Tape. And, yeah, that was like a miracle run by Greece. I was really impressed with them,
0: man. Yeah, very, very nice. Uh, but, hey, okay, so, because these are teams, we might. I'm just going to quickly try and go over who these teams were. Team Brazil, Mathias Oliveira, Willie Edel, Jeez. Thiago Saporito, and Gabriel Thierry fur, F-E-H-R, I, you know, FUR! Wait, no. No, that's no, true. no, no. <laughs> but mine's FUR! Sorry. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Slovak Republic was Mikkel Godan, Mate Zatokai, Ivan Flock, and Jan Tomkani.
1: Where's Hakan Gunderson when you need him?
0: I think I pronounced those right. Um, I got to see him play enough that I think the name stuck. I think. Serbia. Yes, Serbia. Not making <laughs> that up. Serbia. They it came is... with Boris Bajko, Mildrog Kitalovic, or Kitanovic, Kitanovic. yes, I'm sorry, Milos Stajic, and Alekska Telerov.
1: Alekska Telerov, yeah. Whew.
0: <laughs> Uh, damn, why can't they all be team of America? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've just pronounced, like, four, like, South Korea now. I'm going in four different complete regions. You're, like, going so out of order, too. I'm, like, all uh, over the place. I'm going straight I, down the thing. I Ju Yeon-oh is uh, South Korea. Nam Sung-wook. I know he was very happy because he brought these other guys with him to the uh, the next uh, pro tour. Sure. Um, Kim Sung-un and Woo Cho-jung. Okay. That was your 5th through 8th place finishers in this, okay? The top 8 broke down as such. Obviously, I told you who lost those rounds. But, you know, I figured, well, we'll, we'll give these people their props while we can. So, in our quarterfinals, uh, Greece beats South Korea. United States beats Slovak Republic. Denmark beats Serbia. England beats Brazil. Yes, England. That's the shocker to me, because England, it's England. Um, the United States, hey, easy names. Um, the United States consisted of Owen Turtonwald, Turtonwald, uh, and t- well, Andrew Beckstrom.
1: And He's a good player too, man. He is very. It, that was uh I thought we had a good squad uh, looking very over well. this top eight.
0: I mean Beckstrom has a Grand Prix top eight. Yeah, can't yeah. with that. Neil Oliver. Also good. good. Yeah, pretty good. And Isaac Sears. Every one of those players, you know, have Grand Prix top eight. So you know, pretty good. Can't argue with that. They got us there. Goddamn it. Uh. Mad props to Owen and you know you don't hear me say that very much. And England. So obviously Greece and Denmark beat England in the United States. Yes. Um, team England consisted of Fabrizio Anteri, uh Davin Inglis, uh, Francesco Grigorio and these are all students, by the way. Like, every one of these guys, like, aren't from there.
1: Uh, Ricardo Rial, yeah, Fabrizio, I'm pretty sure, is from Italy. Yeah. He made that comment. <laughs> yeah,
0: Ricardo Rial. that's not an English name. Uh, Francesco Gigorio. I mean, hometown Oxford. Come on, he's, he's a student. <laughs> you know, it's like, maybe David Inglis, because, like, his hometown is Nottingham, and I can't think of a good school there, but I, have no I, idea. I don't live there, so I don't know. So, that leaves our finalists, which breaks down to Denmark and Greece, and Greece had them. Like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, yep, yeah, Greece won. It's over. There's no way. It's a miracle. Ashiok just goes, ultimate Denmark looks dead in the water when you're looking at the board, and Denmark just goes, uh, see, I'm going to draw three cards in a row, and you're going to be dead.
1: It was amazing, man. <laughs> Dude, it
0: was so awesome.
1: Dude, Greece like, had the worst. And
0: they're like, okay.
1: Watching, uh then he's like, intervals and in laughing during this yeah. match because the guy from. Denmark was just looking at his hand, and then looking at his teammates, looking at his hand, and they're just shrugging their shoulders, laughing, like, because they knew they were... They were dead! The odds of winning were, it was like 2%.
0: Astronomically low. After the Ash yacht goes crazy, he pitches his hand, and he's like, okay. Proceeds to top deck a Siege Rhino. He goes, hmm, might as well play it. So he plays it, you know. Then, next card, Dune Blast! Let's kill everything you have and I'll keep my siege rhino, please.
1: Yeah, including, uh, my courser you stole with the next Ashiok you played after the first one that went ultimate. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And And then he goes.
1: Some other stuff.
0: He looks and he kills the Ashiok off with the, uh, with the attack from the siege rhino, obviously. And he looks and he goes, that's a wingmate rock. You're dead. And Grease picks up the card. He's looking. He's like, I'm at like, I want to see. They were like four life, three life, something like that. It was like he was dead on the next swing. And he yeah. flips his card and goes, Ugh. Reaches out the hand and sure as shit, Denmark won it and if you're a fan of watching cool magic games, this is one of those games. It's a good one. This is one of those games you will not forget the ending of if you watch it, especially because Denmark had conceded its fate. It just hadn't quit. It was like, you're going to kill me, but we're dead. It <laughs> was, they dead. were laughing like, and having fun and,
1: the formalities.
0: yeah, it's just like, yeah, this is cool. You know, we're going to get, you got to go ahead and beat us and you know, yeah. we'll let you actually beat us. Oh shit, we won. How'd that happen?
1: <laughs> so one of the more memorable matches of magic i've seen in a while bro it was fucking great
0: yeah you owe it to yourself if you enjoy and if you're listening to this podcast i assume you do but you you owe it to yourself to go back and watch this match it's just the finals and realistically you can watch the last 10 minutes of the finals and it's just it is the coolest fucking thing in the, on the world man yeah. I just, it just was so cool so
1: and at a great tournament for something like that man yeah. it's it's a great story for the World Cup, dude. It was sweet.
0: Right. So Greece's team broke down as Panagiotis Savitis.
1: That sounds like some sort of liver disease or something.
0: Okay. Uh Marios Angelopoulos, Bill Chronopoulos, and Socrates Rosekus. Greek names.
1: A Greek guy named Socrates, you don't say. <laughs> Greek names.
0: Man, I have literally like this is the hardest tournament to pronounce that we ever get. <laughs> it's just so uh, hard. Uh,
1: Denmark checks are so bad, though.
0: Yeah, uh, Denmark was uh, Thomas Eben Olsen.
1: Yep, great player, man. Great player. Yeah, glad uh, to see that. uh I thought he deserved it. I was like, man, that's good that that he got that. So
0: yeah, Team USA still deserves it. Um, we have uh, Simon Nielsen. We have Lars W Birch and Martin Mueller. Yeah. Or Martin, depending on whether you're French-Canadian or not. Martin. Martin! Martin! Uh, Cool tournament. Um, I'll be real honest. Would you rather qualify for the Magic Cup or the World Championship? For fun. Like, you wanted to go to a tournament and have fun. Now obviously on prestige alone, you want to, you know, take that shot at being
1: championship. a championship. Yeah. I would say for, yeah, for fun, the world cup. I mean, you get your rep in your country. It's cool. It uh, um, blast, man. My, my friend Alex Binnick, uh, was on the national team a few years ago with LSV. So that's yeah. that's awesome um, plays plays right here in the area Went went to high school actually with megan he's yeah he's a nice kid uh that's that's
0: fucking yeah
1: man, that's, that's one of those things you don't you know you get to talk about forever that's that's huge to say you got to go to that and rep your country and everything and that's yeah. all i play alongside the fucking owen or an lsv or a reed or whoever it might be that's Captaining the team or whatever—that's fucking awesome. to And to Fuck, just yeah. even a few hours you get, because you may not get a test with these guys very much beforehand. I know that's a problem with some of the bigger countries. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, with Skype and some of the other things, it's more available. But when they're in front of you, you do get to pick their brain a little bit, and just that knowledge.
1: Yeah, to get a few hours of play testing with a wall can you, you, Matt? Seriously, you will come away from that a better player. I guarantee it. I would hope so. Right, I would, I guarantee it. If you, it,
0: just, you're hard headed if you don't. Yeah. I mean, if there's you, no don't way you don't nothing, learn nothing, if you don't learn nothing standing next to, you know, one of the top pros in the United yeah, or, you know, even these other countries, if you don't come away a little bit better and you don't learn nothing, you're just hard headed and stupid. And it's amazing. You made the team. Um, yeah. but, during this tournament a huge thing got announced. Um Modern yeah. Masters twenty fifteen edition. That is pertinent. Ooh, uh, cash Grab twenty fifteen. Yeah, number of cards two hundred and forty nine. Release date is May twenty second, twenty fifteen. Uh, Eric Lauer, Ben Hayes, and Ken Nagel are your concept and game design. Um What's the MSRP. Uh, the MSRP yeah, is nine dollars and ninety nine cents, which is up two bucks from the old one. But you couldn't find them at seven ninety nine anyway. Two cards are confirmed at this point: Emercall,
1: yeah,
0: and um, I can never think the name of this fucking card: Metalcraft Etch, uh, Etch Champion or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty pissed off about the
1: price, and uh, I'm surprised you don't have more of a reaction to it than just, eh, I you want to pay $15 a pack for this.
0: I don't think we will. I really don't. I think them putting them there is... It's yeah, um the big thing that everyone's going crazy about is the TBA GP that was announced. Um turns out that was in Vegas just like everybody thought it was. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's no rise there. Um I I I I'm going to take up issue with this. Um look, I may be the only person in on the planet that doesn't like the fact that it's in Vegas, but I don't like the fact that it's in Vegas. And the reason being is the last Modern Masters event was in Vegas. The United States is a huge country you had it on the west coast yeah this one i felt should have been an east coast tournament now people say well there's no destination locations like there are
1: (laughs) oh no new york city new york
0: city we have miami uh we have philadelphia we have boston i mean we have dc like these are destination cities as well sure you know there's not the gambling hub that there is in uh vegas but if the reasoning for going to vegas is so their players can gamble like that's dangerous because this game is not supposed to be, you know, a card card game. Um it's supposed to be something different. No gambling with this.
1: Yeah, it's it's just I feel you man. My only thing is, is, is I hope it's I hope it's better scheduled than the last one that they did at the same time is uh EDC the uh, Electric Daisy Carnival. Yeah. I'm sure it's cool to see a lot of like uh hot raver chicks walking around, but at the same time like it's just like extra crowd and bullshit yeah. and yeah it's just a huge event that it shouldn't you, it, yeah it should be better scheduled, I think so I hope they at least took a look at. You know, some well, of events going on.
0: It, it seems like they're running it better, but before I move off of what I was saying, also, if you're not going to bring it to the East Coast, I still think this is the type of tournament, because the the tournament itself is going to be the destination. I really don't think it has to be in Vegas for it to do good. You could have moved right. this thing to L.A. even. It's yeah. just a matter of, you know, I, I don't like the idea of, hey, we're only going to have one tournament for this set whenever it comes out and we know everybody wants to play this and we're going to put it in the same goddamn city every time i don't think that's right dude i
1: hate Florida, but i'd rather go to orlando than vegas and uh dude disney world the shit bro you're Vegas is me? cool and shit, but dude, I'm gonna be honest. My dad lived in Vegas for several years. Uh, Las Vegas is fucking, it's trash, bro. It's white trash. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it, it really no, is. Dude, man. It's, 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 nice. it's It's fucking trashy. Don't like, the it's a trash go destination. The no. People and, who
0: are gonna go there are gonna like it. The thing with Vegas is, Vegas is nice for the first five days. And then you begin to see behind the veil of what Vegas is. And Vegas is not a nice city. It's, <laughs> trash. it's not
1: a, it's, dude, it's, it's a cheap vacation. And it's, it's a, uh, I mean, I could. I could get into a conversation about the kind of people that vacation in Vegas, so I don't need to go there. (laughs) But dude, it's 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 ain't nothing classy about Las Vegas, bro.
0: I also wouldn't have mind seeing, and again, this is because the U.S. is a big country. I wouldn't have mind seeing an Indianapolis, a Denver, or a St. Louis, because or a Chicago, because those are like right in the middle of the country,
1: transportation hubs, also.
0: Yeah, and I mean you can hit all those from anywhere. So like I, I would like to see Wizards move this along to a different place in the future i'm gonna yeah. go and say that because i think part of the reason they put it back in vegas is because people were vocal who went the last time about how they wanted it there again and the dissenting voices weren't real vocal about it It was just like eh, it happens where it happens but you know what i'm gonna be vocal about it this time i don't want to yeah. sit back in the same fucking place oh i could drink beer in vegas whoa that's so fucking cool bro yeah uh but again they do seem like they're playing this a little better. The cap for this tournament is 10,000 players.
1: Ah, uh, good, good on them, man.
0: If they get over 5,000 players, it will be split up into two completely different GPs with full prize payout.
1: Oh, sick. So. As will, I'm sure.
0: Um, that's cool. That is yeah. doing it right. All credit in the world as far as that goes. They have enough room for 15,000 players so they can accommodate another 5,000 for side events. That's pretty sweet. If the reason they're doing it is because this is the biggest hall in America, I can accept that excuse as well. If if you looked at at me and said, hey, the reason we went back to Vegas is because we was able to get the biggest hall in America, I might go, "Eh, okay, Um, 15,000 people. Is that
1: really bigger than the Indianapolis Convention Center?
0: I don't know. I know Philadelphia Convention Center is fucking enormous.
1: Yeah, I I was going to say, I don't think it's the... I really don't think the size thing yeah, they, the I some
0: is a lot, but there was, but, uh, Helen Burgeau, she did kind of hint at like certain side events maybe in different rooms. Hmm. So don't be shocked if you see that it was kind of hinted at, you know, that it's like the main event's going to be here, this side event's going to be here, this side event's going to be there. You might have to move around inside of this hall to actually find the room that you're in to play the tournament you want to play. Um, but yeah. who's really going there to play? Seriously. Um but you know they scammed us. I don't know if you noticed this um you watch the video and you listen to, to the, what they said, it seems like we're going to get a Modern master set, like, every year, every other year.
1: That's a cash grab, bro. Yeah,
0: they're going to make us spend $10 instead of three ninety nine for reprints. Instead of Core Set, we're going to get Modern Masters now. Yeah, bullshit. Yep. So, um, and look, I'm not saying, you know, go sell all your Modern cards now. I I, look, I don't know what they're going to be printing in the upcoming sets, so don't sell the shit. Um, don't get rid of your deck.
1: I mean... still a bullshit gimmick, man.
0: It is. I, I don't like the fact they're like, we're getting rid of Core Sets, players don't like you know these repeat cards and it's like well you know what reprint the good
1: stuff in new sets reprint goyf in a new set right (laughs) print reprint reprint this stuff like if you
0: if modern masters five happens in like 2018 players are going to be sick of it by then It is going to be limited availability still, however, it'll be more than what it was in the last set, so it'll be slightly more available. But if every year it becomes slightly more available again, and every year they do one of these, I'm telling you, by like 2018, people are going to be fucking tired of them. It's you know already. they're gonna watch the, the value of their hearts plummet. Yeah,
1: it's already dumb to me. It's are, it's just another gimmick set to me like like all their shit for the most part. So
0: yeah, and here's the kick in the teeth. I don't really though.
1: care about this shit. <laughs>
0: players, you pay ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents a pack. Digital players, you pay six
1: ninety nine. Ridiculous.
0: You can't redeem the set, but ah, it's worth mentioning.
1: Um, so ridiculous.
0: I mean, it's kind of bullshit. Um that they are replacing the core Set now with this because it's like, well, what the fuck's the point of you guys? I mean, I know, I look, I would never sell any modern cards that I had if I was using them. But if they're gonna come out with a modern masters every year, I'm sure it's fuck not gonna go buy any on the secondary market.
1: You know what is interesting is that this announcement coincides with SCG's announcement of like, you know, basically dropping legacy entirely.
0: Well, it's not entirely. They're dropping it. Well, there's they gonna be three more events. legacy. They got department. three
1: events. They got three events next there's year.
0: There's more legacy than there is modern.
1: Bro, they got three events though. I'm saying though, it's, it's kinda interesting because I wonder if they anticipate like a huge growth in the modern. I
0: market. don't know. I mean, modern is only getting two events from SCG per season, where Legacy's getting three, and Standard's getting something like seven. Um,
1: Yeah, keep an eye on those weekend IQs to start getting enough people for those modern events.
0: I mean, I don't know, like, I really don't like what SCG's doing with their I, I really dislike what SCG is doing. Was that last week we made, we talked about that on the show?
1: I don't know. I, I went
0: bonkers about it because I was pissed. Cause it just, to me, it's just wrong. Like it just, it's.
1: Well, wrong. like right after the biggest legacy GP.
0: Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're going to get rid of uh, legacy every week. Like I understand the reasoning for it, but at the same time, like this leaves somebody like TCG the opportunity or even channel fireball, the opportunity to step up and they can start their own league like SCG has. And say, look, we're going to do the legacy tournaments on Sundays and we'll do the standards on Saturday like that. It, it is creating a hole that's going to need to be filled by somebody. So I guess that's kind of cool. And the more options for bigger tournaments out there is good. But right now I'm staring at it going, God damn it, legacy's disappearing. Anyway, um, the modern masters thing, we're done with that. Um, that was our topic as well. While we were playing worlds, uh, the world magic hop, there was a disqualification. Yeah. Um, which is a shame, but these things happen, you know, you figure the best players in the world heh, would not quit. Uh Marchio Carvalho Now the he presented the official reason why he was disqualified was for intentionally presenting an illegal deck. Um so what they said was he intentionally kept the Hornet Queen outside of his deck when he handed it to the guy to cut so he could pick it up off the table, and put it into his hand when it got to the point that he needed it. Or maybe that would all of a sudden become the bottom of his graveyard. It was caught very quickly. Uh, Mr. Carvalho has a history, so they took that into consideration when they said, you know what, we believe this was intentional. Um, they took his history into consideration. However, Mr. Carvalho did a nice write-up, and I'll call it nice. Is that fair, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. He did a nice write-up, and it's his response um, to what happened there, and that's over at uh MTG Madness. And, and
1: the key underground dojo keyboard cage
0: fighters are going nuts on this. I, I bet. Um, and but basically, what it says is, you know, because originally the thing was he hid the card underneath his life pad, and I don't know if that actually happened or not. But he says it was not. That did not happen in any manner. As he's read on TV, you know, or on the interwebs, not TV, what the fuck. And it was an honest mistake because he, they played game one, he, uh, exiled the Hornet Queen because he used it off of a whip. Okay, you know, you have Whip, you have Hornet Queen. You can understand how this happens. And then he went and helped one of his teammates in his game, came back. He claims his opponent was rushing him when he came No, game. no, he,
1: he came back after winning game one and then, yeah, helping and He came back to shuffle for game two.
0: Right, and he claims that his opponent said, Hur- please hurry up and shuffle, and please hurry up and sideboard. I want to get on with this
1: game. So it's his opponent dicking him. Maybe his opponent I, knew the card was
0: I don't know. left was, out of side. His opponent possibly could have been. I don't know um But it was his card, and he should know that. Um But he, he claims that his opponent was rushing him. So that's his side of it, and he just forgot that that thing was there. Um A judge was immediately called. He was given a game loss. It got upgraded to an intentional, again, because of his history. Luckily, they were able to... Uh, what
1: what happened, too, what's interesting is after the game loss, the opponent captain went and appealed to the head judge. Claiming that this guy had done this on purpose.
0: Right. Yeah. And the head judge decided that it was no, I believe up, it was intentional. Yeah. And then they upgraded the ruling. Yeah. Um, but they was also able to go and plead with, uh, Scott Larrabee and, uh, Helen Bergerot, So team Portugal could continue playing in the tournament just down one player. So team Portugal only had three after this round instead of the four. So there was no helper standing behind him. Um, Take it with a grain of salt, uh, he has his story, again, it's over on MPG Madness, if you wanna go read it, go ahead, read it, that's his honest, in his eyes, his view of what happened, but I will say that this dude has a history, so... It's not
1: even, it's not even that, bro, it's like what we, what we were talking about before the show, like, at this level of event, with the best judge, I mean, these are the best judges in the world. Hands down. This this isn't, well, this isn't like an SCG Open, You know what you say, like a level two judge with a grudge? Yeah,
0: (laughs) this is not a level two judge with a vendetta. Yeah,
1: I mean these aren't, these are the best of the best and for them to, I just, for me it's just so hard to question like a decision from judges at that, like I just got too much respect for judges at that level of the game, man. No, I
0: can guarantee you the head judge for this event was one of the level fives.
1: Yeah, one of the few in the world. Yeah, there's like
0: three in the world. I guarantee you. Yeah. The head judge for this was level five, so yeah. like there literally is nobody else you can argue to. Like,
1: yeah, it, it's it's just man when it, it's, it's if this were like like an SEG or a GP or something, and to me I, I might maybe give his story a bit more you know credence, I guess. But the fact that and these judges just these judges don't fuck around, man. Like, no, <laughs> it, it's, it's it's hard to. These aren't judges
0: who do this to supplement their income and hang out at tournaments. These are judges who have dedicated their lives to doing this at the highest level.
1: Yeah, they're traveling every week to the highest event.
0: These are not the, you know, like Ryan said, the SCG judges. These are not your table judges. These are not the level ones who run side events at GBs. There's not a level three or below at this fucking tournament. Like level three, I think, is the bare minimum at the tournament. And every other judge is going to be four or five. So, I mean, guys, yeah, it's hard to go against what a judge says here. So, I mean, yeah, I can't argue with you. But again, to be fair. It's called What Really Happened at Worlds. It's on MTG Madness. That's I love story. that title. Yeah, <laughs> what Really Happened. That's his story. You can read it and you can come to your own conclusion on what you want to believe. I'm just going to caution you that, uh, this guy has a history. <laughs>
1: so. Look who's got the top comment. Imagine that. I didn't
0: even bother looking. Chris
1: Macioli. For real? Yeah. Why is that not? That's
0: I, not a shocker at all.
1: Doesn't, yeah. That's, does this guy just like troll articles? I think. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, he's one of those guys I just pay no attention to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just not worth it. No. I mean, never mind. You know what? I don't even want to go off on a tangent. There's like yeah, I don't players even in to, Magic yeah. that I just I don't even care about and don't want to talk about. And He's one of them. He's one of them. Yeah, um, I got you. So... One cool piece of news, however, is um, Kenny McCormick from South Park fame. Yeah. <laughs> DCI number five two zero three seven six four zero six eight in South Park, Colorado. They really
1: gave him a DCI yes, number. Yes,
0: they did. Has qualified for Pro Tour Fate Reforged in Washington D.C. on February sixth through the eighth. Now, how the hell Kenny is going to show up? I have no clue, but I have a feeling someone's going to kill him anyway. Um, yeah, that's cool. No shit, dude. Th- it's just so cool. Like Wizards, like watched that episode. It was like, yeah, it wasn't perfect. And didn't really take shots at us, but you promoted our game, and this is cool. So we're gonna throw right. it back to you, and we're gonna acknowledge what you guys did, and you know, we can play along with your joke. And you know what? Playing along with your joke, I bet you gets another episode in the future.
1: It probably will. Like <laughs> and where Kenny goes to the Pro Tour of Pac Magic.
0: I know. I can just see it now. Kenny like LSV <laughs> and Kenny, you know. Is- like really... A bunch like, of professional cops. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, if I,
1: I... We're already writing the episode.
0: Look at us. <laughs> listen to me, players out there. If you qualified for the Pro Tour, I will give you something if you show up in a chicken suit. I swear to God. Show up, oh, play yeah. the tournament in a chicken suit. Beacock magic. <laughs> if a if a
1: posse member does that and can show us a picture of them in a fucking chicken outfit at the, like the
0: table playing, I don't want you wearing yeah. a chicken outfit over there. I mean, like at the table playing with the chicken outfit on.
1: I got something for you. I got
0: something for you. I don't know what yet, but you'll like it. Yeah. I promise. I got something
1: for you. We can hook them up.
0: Fuck yeah. That'd, That'd be, be cool as hell. So. shit. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I gotta give Wizards a lot of credit for the humor that they
1: Yeah, are. that was cool. That's cool. I'm reading the thing now on Twitter that South Park actually... Tweeted it. We
0: tweeted it. Yeah. This, yes. this is cool. Like th- this letter showed up to the South Park offices at Comedy Central, you know? Yes. And like they tweeted a picture of it and that's cool as shit. And it says in the tweet right. after Kenny's performance in Cock Magic, he was officially invited to play on the Magic Pro Tour with fucking, you know, <laughs> check it out. And they show the picture, official letterhead and everything. It's fucking funny, man. And it is the official South Park page that did it. So yeah, I believe it. fucking insane (laughs) so fucking stupid um what the fuck you been up to Ryan dude dude holidays and
1: shit man I feel ya out of town for Thanksgiving Had some dryer issues dryer don't want it to stop working on me fucking
0: dryer doesn't want to stop working on you
1: no it it stopped working on me I can't get it I couldn't get it to start had to deal with that oh well for a while yeah yeah for a while what it would do is run it would run when you open the door sweet so, and then all of a sudden, after a few days of doing that, it just, now now it just doesn't even start.
0: Yeah, you have a switch problem.
1: Yeah, it's a door. It was door switch. So
0: yeah, the door switch is all that. At least that's a cheap fix.
1: Yeah, it was no big deal. So, Fuck, man, working on different decks. Um, fucking some boss Sly shit. I think mono red is maybe a decent start for this upcoming week. Um. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of that strategy going forward here, so I'm working on that. Obviously, I mentioned Black Green Constellation and fucking uh, Cast from Exile. We just had a, another episode go up today after our... uh we took a little break around Thanksgiving and shit, but we got a new one out, uh, finally out today. We'll be recording again tomorrow. So yeah, dude, that and fucking penance, man. Motherfucking posse shit.
0: He mm-hmm. ain't been on Facebook recently, man. What's up with that?
1: Dude, I'm laying low, man.
0: <laughs>
1: laying low, dude.
0: Laying low. You gotta let the game die off. The game will never die off. <laughs> It'll
1: die off. I'll probably get on there in the next couple of days or something, man. I need to get back on the fucking, I, I need to get back on the posse page and shit and get back to communicating with you all if I can, you know.
0: Yeah, Um. speaking of the posse page, there is a little announcement I have to make. Um, for those of you who are joining the posse or are in the posse and just haven't noticed it, um, with episode 100, after episode 100, after we're done recording it, I am going to be putting up uh, basically, a code of conduct for the Facebook page. Um, it's common sense shit. It's not has
1: shit, has shit been popping off since I've been gone with the. No, Does this actually. No no, 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 no,
0: straight up. This was something I wanted to do when the raccoon thing happened. But uh, I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to wait until the right time to do this. Like, I don't want it to be a knee-jerk reaction.
1: We, we refer to that as the incident of
0: 2014. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want it to be a knee-jerk reaction. And I wanted to actually, like, sit down and come up with a legit list that right. makes yeah. sense. And it's not just, don't put fucking pictures of dead goddamn animals on here. Like, yeah, it's going to be a little more than that. Um Basically, all it's going to be, though, is going to be, like, common sense, don't be a dick stuff and things that protect the Pit Imp's brand. Like, that's all it's going to be. It's going to be everything. Once you read it, you're going to go, oh, duh. But it's just (laughs) so, like, you know, when you do join, if you're not currently a member, and you should be a member, when you do join, like, you'll look at it and go, okay, this is what I can expect. This is how I can expect to be treated. It's not going to be, you're not going to get trolled because you're going to still get trolled on that page. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. <this laughs> like, I mean, yeah, we'll help you at the same time. Like there's a lot of good sharing and help going on, but at the same time, you know, people like to throw their jokes in here and there too. So you're going to get the, the friendly jab once in a while, but it's all just a friendly jab. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, racist stuff or sexist stuff. or
1: Mr. Corey like, yeah. Brown. Corey Brown takes shit way too far. <laughs> that fucker goes
0: way, way out
1: of man. his way to go Dude, top.
0: Dude, I did not know that an Asian man could be called so many names. It's just, I don't, Corey, you're gonna have to start watching your mouth, and, and you're gonna just have to start paying attention to what is fair to be said, man. You're just gonna to have to. Yeah, uh, him I and Brady
1: Defoe could use some sensitivity training.
0: Right, you guys need to look at Sid. He's a fine example. Yeah. of what should be said. Sid, Sid who was so passed out,
1: stone cold drunk, and whatever yesterday, couldn't even record our show. And <laughs> telling people, damn.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you said Braden and freaking Corey. They're like, two of the best people on there. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. They, they don't. They don't go. That's all a joke. Okay? <laughs> it was all a joke. Um, we were. Yeah, that, that was something I did. I didn't need to put out there. And when you brought up the Facebook page, it just popped into my head so
1: is there anything else you've been up to dude? not shit
0: i feel you on that
1: getting oh. ready for episode 100 here man it's a sweet time of year
0: I, I feel you um i ain't gonna lie i'm ready for a break yeah you deserve I mean, it i'm ready for the break i ain't gonna lie but the whole time i'm gonna be recording in prison so there's and no
1: break <laughs> you'll be coming on cast from exile um maybe holding it down maybe maybe oh. ain't oh, no right. maybe about it <laughs> um, we want you we got you
0: Maybe. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, me, I really ain't been up to much of anything either. Like, between the hand and the wife's foot, like, I, dude, I, I mean, I'm, my hours at work's basically been cut back pretty pretty severe compared to what I'm used to. Like, I'm used to getting a 10 to 12-hour day, and now I'm getting, like, a 7 to 8-hour day. That's good, though, man. Yeah, no, nah, dude, it's not good. It's not good. My wallet is feeling it. Like for real, uh, you know, well, that's yeah, I, I hear it. And it's like Christmas time and shit, and like it's fucking with my monies. Um, I would
1: actually think, right? Well, you got no snow yet, then you'll be working a shit ton.
0: Yeah, we got a couple of little snowstorms, but nothing real yet. Like even the nor'easter that's hitting right now, it's just a little bit further east. So like even that missed us. Um, uh, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, once the cast comes off. I think I'll be all right, you know, like uh, the hours will pick right back up. But Like right now, I- I'm not allowed to use my left, ex- uh, my upper left uh extremity or whatever he wanted, whatever word he used at all. I'm not <laughs> allowed to use my left arm or hand at all while at work. So like, that sucks. My boss is also one of those guys. It's like, I'm not going to lay you off and let you sit at home and collect pay. So you're coming in. You know, so like I go in and I'm putting in my hours. I mean, the dude is a good boss. This is just one of those things that just bites his ass. He's like, I'll lay other people off before I lay somebody off who's hurt because I don't think it's fair which yeah. doesn't make no sense to me, but whatever. <laughs> um, like, yeah. I can't do nothing. You're paying me to basically fucking do nothing all day. But at the same time, hours are getting cut a little bit and that's fucking me. Um, but this week, I did have my first uh, basketball practice and basketball game for the year. Uh, my teams are going to suck this year.
1: Nothing new though, right? No,
0: no, no. no, These teams are gonna <laughs> suck. Like You
1: said that about last year's team and you guys ended up going to like the fucking finals or something, bro.
0: Dude, my You need well, to
1: chillax and let your coaching do the look, talk.
0: My little team, I have a little bit of faith in. Like there's some players there that I'm going to be able to groom. Like I'm just legitimately going to be able to groom these kids. My my smaller team and what that is is that's kids uh 6 through 9 years old. Then my bigger team is 10 through 12. Okay? I have four players that are 10 through 12. So I'm bringing kids up from my lower team wow. to spell.
1: How do you not have that many, like, how do you not have a squad in
0: Pittsburgh area? Well, here's the issue. Like, if you play for a school team, if you play for, you know, 5th, 6th, 7th, or 8th grade, those actual, you know, the, that's affiliated with the high yeah. school team, yeah. you're yeah. not allowed to play in our league. And my team over the past three years has been raped by that team. Like I get a player up to where I'm like, okay, I finally got a player here that can legitimately play. I'm good to go. The kid I was expecting to come back and be my point guard this year, hey, guess what he did? He all of a sudden, after all like, of these years of not making the team, he made the school team. So like I, I just I lose kids to the school team every year. Um So this year I lost a lot of them again. I had a, I had like three kids last year who just turned. They just got too old to play in the league. They just they turned thirty team um i was supposed to have like four players coming back um i got one that came back the other three all made the school team so like i'm appealing to the league to start pulling players from other teams to put on mine
1: yeah you got to.
0: i I need a kid i need at least two kids like and those
1: kids aren't going to learn anything playing that much up you know what i mean you they can't you can't play kids up like that they're not going to learn the fundamentals of the game
0: i don't know like i've had kids in the past who i've played up but they earned it Like, like you know, they're playing on my little team, and they're just killing kids. And you're just like, you know what? These kids are two years ahead of the rest of the league. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. But when I'm being forced to play a kid up, it doesn't make you feel good. You know, it's like I I brought up my center during the last game. You know, my little kid's center. I brought him up, and all of a sudden, he's playing
1: guard. I picture a little fat kid in glasses.
0: No glasses. Jay, you got it. And it's like, you know, now all of a sudden my center, who, dude, he's very good on defense. He hustles to the ball. I mean, like, he is a constant, like, just in motion type of player. You know, like, he gets the game. Like, you teach him something. He understands it. He he isn't. He's a little uh, shy to shoot the ball. But, like, he's real good getting rebounds and things like that. He's got to work on his dribbling a little bit. But, hey, on a little team, he never plays guard or anything. So why does he have to work on his dribble, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I bring him up to play on the big team, and I got to put him at freaking guard? I'm just like this Double is path. bad. This is this is going to be bad. My little team, it's my little team has some real promise. I'm not going to lie. Like it's
1: like know. hammer fitting the ball at the court.
0: Yeah, my little teams, they're going to be all right. Like, I, I, be a, is that
1: how they dribble? The six year old they, they hammer fit the shit out of the ball, don't they?
0: I'll tell you what. I had a kid a couple years ago. Um, when he was eight years old, he was playing on my older team as my older team's point guard. Wow. That's how good of a dribbler he was. Oh. I was like, fuck it. You're a point guard on the big team. Get on the big teams are pissed. Why is that little kid the point guard? If any of you can take the ball off him, you can have his position. You know what I mean? And yeah. nobody could take the ball off him. I was like, that's why he's our point guard. I don't give a fuck that he's eight. He can dribble the ball better than all you. <laughs> but yeah, I like I expect this year to go bad, so it is what it is. And that and like I've been kind of prepping for episode one hundred and beyond too. Like I got a lot of things going on there. I got, you know, imp's prisons that I'm recording out of the Yazoos. So like yeah, I got some stuff going on. Um but like us I haven't really been able to play because of the money. Um been watching a lot of coverage, been reading some articles, you know, but yeah, not a lot of magic stuff really and writing some fucking articles. Ah, I'm done writing, those. I really think I'm just done writing. I I enjoyed it while it lasted, but after I wrote a few articles I felt like there wasn't anything without repeating what I'm saying in the show. I had really gotcha. nothing to present new to people. Yeah. You know, it's like if I'm just gonna go repeat what I just said on the show in the article, what was the point of writing the article? Just go listen, the go listen to the show. And you know, like a lot of weeks I do two or three podcasts. Aside, you know, like I'll do this one and I'll guest on this one and do this one and guest on that one. Or, you know, the imps prison come out, pit imps comes out and I get a guest spot elsewhere. And it's just like, you know, I, I, I put out enough content that way that me writing an article is kind of redundant.
1: We're fucking sick of you, Angelo. I feel you. I'm sick of it. Quit fucking doing and it. And
0: you're sitting there saying, yeah, you need to come on my podcast. <laughs> so I said maybe. Um,
1: it's, you know, a couple minutes, man. <laughs> crack, crack a pack with so us. You can
0: cut half of it out again, right?
1: Dude, I don't know what hap- I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I remember you talking about that shit. I don't- I don't yeah,
0: know. It's cool, man. But, uh, I'll move to shout outs. Um, I wanna give a shout out to the Brainstorm Brewery crew. Um, the whole crew. They said, uh, a lot of nice things about Jason's episode on EM's Prison and they, like, really pumped EM's Prison and this show on their show. Uh, I think it was episode 125. Like, they, they spent a good 5-10 minutes talking about, you know, these two shows and, you know, thanks, guys. I, I really appreciate the props on that. Um am really yeah. cool of you I um, also need to give a shout out to Big Head Joe He is going to be next week's since prison um, Sick Yo MTG Taps
1: Yeah, sick
0: So, I mean, we had a pretty good conversation And it started one way But there was no way you could put me and Joe on a podcast together And us not talk some wrestling So, expect that Oh, God uh, Dude, he's a huge wrestling fan I'm a huge wrestling fan There was no way it wasn't going to happen But we do talk about a lot of other stuff um, It was a good episode uh so yeah, I mean, you know what? Oh, and I got my playmat from Mr. Delaney. That was cool as shit, thanks.
1: Yeah, Colton or
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, nice. but you got any shout outs, bro? Uh
1: fucking you. Shout out Will. Shout out, fuck,
0: fuck Will,
1: <laughs> fuck Will, fuck you Will. Um, shit, shout out to the Posse, shout out Ruben Sid and my homie Matt over at Castle Exile. Um, posse members, we are starting. We got to uh, we're starting with this next episode having some people on. We got a guy lined up for this next one, but any interest? Anybody want to come on? Whatever, uh, shoot the shit, hit me up, man. We got a, uh, we got some people lined up, so. Yeah, ready to rock and roll.
0: Yeah, I'll be in and out from there too. So That's amazing. what's up. Every ten episodes or so probably I would assume I'll get a phone call or a tweet or something saying, Hey, you want to jump on for fifteen, twenty minutes? And yeah, I'll do it. Well Steph. Um so that'll be straight. Uh any other shout outs? Um. No, sounds okay, like no. If yeah. you got to think that hard, there ain't any.
1: <laughs> I was trying to think of a, the beer I was drinking earlier, but... And
0: it's long gone?
1: And I can't remember. Shout that. out
0: to long gone beer. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I, think it, I, think, I think it was called Hotbox. Uh, okay. Um, shout out to Money Draft Midget. That motherfucker's funny as shit. If you don't follow Money Draft Midget on Twitter, you need to.
0: I, I follow Shout out
1: him, him man. And shout out to the Money Draft guys. It's shit's funny as fuck. <laughs>
0: Uh, dude, I had slick so fired up today somebody uh, else got him pissed off and he's like I'm not going to fucking argue with somebody who has one Twitter follower so you know uh, Houston's like well how many does he need immediately I come in and I'm like yeah yeah let us know and then me and Houston will follow him and maybe that'll get him to that number <laughs> I'll go follow the guy too <laughs> <laughs> dude that got so many favorites and everyone's like yeah we'll follow him we'll follow him he's like no fuck that first you're going to tell me you don't like my show you ain't got to fucking listen to and then you're going to call me a pussy and say I'm not funny fuck you you ain't to listen to it. Wow, I was, this shit I went, damn, went down, huh? Ah like, damn, dude. The funny I'm, part is you wasn't gonna argue <laughs> with him, but you're arguing with your boys. <laughs> oh
1: shit, that's crazy. I had not uh not seen that shit, man.
0: on um, yeah,
1: the low on the social media, man, you know this.
0: I feel you. We had a ball fired up, it was great. Right. Um but yeah, yeah, that's, that's a cool shot. Um Brian, if people wanted to get a hold of you, where would they get a hold of you? I'm guessing at Cash from Exile.
1: At Brother Ryan on Twitter, uh hit me up, hit me up, the posse page. I guess, uh, I'll be, man, I'll be making my presence felt again. Um, yeah, so hit me up there, Cast From Exile, Facebook page, and cast from exile at gmail.com.
0: Fills you, feels you. Uh, no,
1: it's Sid's hate mail at gmail.com. You got sweet, some shit.
0: Sweet. Um you want to get a hold of me? Uh, you get a hold of me at Gongsuo on Twitter and on MTGO. I have not been on MTGO recently because of no money, um, but I will pop on once in a while just to see if anybody wanted to join the clan. Um, also, yeah, join
1: that fucking clan.
0: Yeah, why not? It means nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's just exactly. saying you support the show. That's all that is. Exactly. Um, and also, you can get a hold of me at Podcast at gmail dot Look, there's still another week for you to get your questions in for episode 100. Um, for my other podcasting fellows out there, if you want to send me a clip, when I know plenty of them have already told me they're going to make them, but I'm just going to throw it out there. If you need to send me a clip, you wanted to, please get it to me, you know, by next week, preferably, like, you know, because Wednesday, Wednesday I plan I'll on see. editing that monstrosity back together. Um, <laughs> Doing this, doing that. It, yeah, this thing's been crazy. Uh, so next week is episode 100. Um, it's going to be kind of bittersweet. Like, you know, we know that's going to be Ryan's last one, but he's, he's moving on to crush the cast from exile and we're going to move in a different direction as well. I have a big announcement to make at the beginning of that show. I can't uh, wait. No, it does not have anything to do with a third host. Shut up. <laughs> Has nothing to do with that. It's just you out there in listener land who's saying that. No, it doesn't. Okay. Shut up.
1: Are people really asking that or something?
0: No, but I'm sure somebody would say that. Uh. You know, I'm sh- Look, if you get out to so many people, there's at least one. You know what I mean? But no, it has nothing to do with a third host or anything like that. I'm gonna be breaking down s- some of the things with the show and I do have one major announcement to go with it. Um, we will be hitting a hiatus soon. Um, and I will explain part of the reason for the hiatus and things like that. Uh, and then we're going to go into questions from you guys who sent them to me. And I have like six different emails in here that we can answer. And I have, you know, a couple other emails from other podcasts who sent me clips of uh, from their show that they wanted me to insert. And I'm going to be more than happy to do that. And I appreciate, you know, all the love and thank you from all those guys. You will all get proper shout outs next week. It'll be me, Will, and Ryan for the last time the three of us are together for a while at least. Um, although Ryan will be back. He'll be back, right? going to be
1: a tearjerker.
0: Yeah, you're going to come back once in a while. It's not like you're going to disappear. For
1: again. sure, for sure. Oh, it's family.
0: You feel it. Um, but until next week.
1: Ah, fuck yeah, Scandinavia. Have a good one. Well, hey, fuck Let's yeah, say... Denmark. Fuck yeah, Denmark.
0: Fuck yeah, Denmark.
1: <laughs> That's part of Scandinavia. Fuck Absolutely. yeah,
0: Denmark. southern scandinavia but it's they consider it a scandinavian nation yeah
1: i don't know if southern scandinavia is dumb like other southern places but yeah i don't
0: know
1: they're they're smart enough to win a fucking magic hey yeah
0: so shout out denmark um but yeah have a good one guys go fuck yourself